Welcome to New Reflections with Dr. Adam Rubenstein. Skin care and plastic surgery are hot topics these days. Let Dr. Rubenstein answer your questions and explain what you'll want to look for in aesthetic products and cosmetic procedures. Get ready for a discussion about all things aesthetic. Now, live from Miami, Florida, American Board Certified Plastic Surgeon, Dr. Adam Rubenstein. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to New Reflections. This week we've got a really interesting topic of supplements. The show is called A Little Pick-Me-Up Supplements, and we're going to talk about dietary supplements. We have a couple of great guests joining us. Today on the show we're going to have Yvette Lagarde, who's the Director of Marketing and Education for Vitamedica, who is one of the largest producers of supplements in the United States. They've got a great product line, and we'll talk to them about what the supplements are, what they do, why should we be taking them, and what should we be taking. And then later in the show, we're going to have with us Dr. D. Levi Harrison. Dr. Harrison is an orthopedic surgeon and an author of a book called The Art of Fitness, A Journey to Self-Enhancement. And Dr. Harrison is going to talk with us about the common supplements that people can take on an everyday basis, what works, what doesn't work, maybe speak a little bit about supplements for muscle building and uh, and people that are doing bodybuilding, what sort of supplements they're interested in and what they do. And we'll have a general discussion about the things that, uh, that kind of surround the world of supplements. There's a lot of things out there. You know, supplements, uh, dietary supplements alone are a $28 billion industry in the United States. It's a lot of supplements being purchased and being consumed. And there's also a lot of wild claims that are out there, uh, people claiming that they, they supplements can do anything from just generally help your health, which is, is true, all the way up to cure certain types of cancer. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later in the show. I mean, can supplements help cure cancer or, or do they have any effect on that at all? There's certain supplements in, in specific that make those outrageous claims, and we'll talk about it a little later in the show. Now... In the, uh, in the United States, when you're thinking about supplementing your diet, there is uh, recommended amounts. We all have heard of the RDA, the Recommended Daily Allowance. And that's uh, up until fairly recently. That was what the uh, powers to be decided. And after researching it and looking into it, they came up with recommended daily allowances. That was the amount of each of these vitamins and minerals that we're supposed to consume on a regular basis to stay healthy. And then that, in 1997, in collaboration with the Canadian government, was then uh, transferred to uh, what is called the uh, recommended daily intake uh, and or resource for daily intake. There's a, a couple different ways that it's termed. And that is now what is used. You see, they still sometimes talk about the recommended daily allowance, recommended daily intake of these things. And they're somewhat uh, controversial in terms of what we should take, what we shouldn't take, how much of it. And so we're going to get a little bit into that. Uh, let's begin the discussion. Let me introduce our first guest. This is Yvette Lagarde. Yvette is the Director of Marketing and Education for Vitamedica, who make fantastic products in the world of supplements with a great scientific basis. And so, Yvette, welcome to the show. Thank you, and good morning. I should say maybe good afternoon for, for you all there in the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, thanks for joining us. really appreciate having you take your time to chat with us about this. But tell me, why should anyone think about taking supplements? It's a good question. Um, if you, you know, listen to nutritionists, 
in general, they'll say if you eat a healthy diet, you don't need to take supplements. Well, the big proviso there is if you eat a healthy diet. And the reality is, is that most people don't really eat a healthy diet. And I would define that as really being a plant-based diet, which is rich in fruits and vegetables or colored fruits and vegetables. And those nutrients that are in these uh, foods, which is vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, antioxidants, in addition to fiber, all those things are really what our body needs to optimize health. So the problem is, is if you look at the average person, only about 15% of adults are eating the recommended dietary or the recommendation for fruits and vegetables. So that creates this major gap in nutrients. And so for that reason, we would say you would need to take dietary supplements of some sort. So by that definition, then, we're looking at the, you know, the United States on whole, only about half of us really should take supplements based upon what we're eating. I would say probably more than that, because the other thing that you get into, like, most people are familiar with vitamins and minerals, but there are other supplements like omega-3s, where the vast majority of the population are not getting enough of them, and part of that is related to they're not really widely available in the food supply, and they're in a limited number of foods. They don't have a good shelf life, so most manufacturers don't like to incorporate them into their products and packaged goods. So there is an argument that the people who do take supplements are probably the most healthy and may not necessarily need them, but I think there's a broad swath of the population that can really benefit from them. You also get into an issue of whether you should take supplements, in, and you kind of talked about it in the beginning about dietary allowances. When the RDAs were set up initially in the 1940s, I think, they were really set up so that, you know, you need to take enough vitamin C so you don't get scurvy. Well, the reality is nowadays that, you know, most people aren't getting scurvy, and that's not really what the problem is. So what we talk more about is what's called, you know, optimal nutrition or optimizing health and wellness. So, you might not only need 60 milligrams of vitamin C a day so you don't get scurvy, but you might want more than that if you're trying to optimize your health, have good skin. And well, you know, there's, that's a great point. There's a great point. We're talking, you know, supplements in terms of just having the minimum recommended, and that's really what the RDA and now the RDI uh, is talking about. There's a big difference between the minimum amount recommended and the ideal amount recommended, and there's a, a different perspective when you're looking at just having enough in order to survive and have reasonable health, and another one to really maximize your health. And vitamin C is a great example. That 60 milligrams—that's what's currently recommended. I mean, 60 milligrams ain't a lot, you know. You well, it's funny milligrams. if you ask most people, "Gee, what do you think the RDA is for vitamin C?" And most people will say, "Oh, 500 milligrams." And if you look at a, a multivitamin, you get in a store like a one a day, and it's 100% of the RDA for vitamin C and for many other nutrients like vitamin E and what have you. They're totally surprised by the fact it's only 60 milligrams. And yeah, I mean it's shocking. Example too. You know, vitamin C. A lot of people take them. I mean, you can. There, there were advocates, of course, proponents of taking huge doses of vitamin C: a gram, two grams, five grams. You know, ridiculous amounts. And one thing I want to make clear: since we're talking about vitamins and minerals today, um, we're going to be talking about maybe some doses, some amounts, different brands, different products that have much higher amounts than what RDA or RDI uh, recommended right now. And that's okay for certain types of vitamins. I want to take just a moment to point out there are fat-soluble and there are water-soluble vitamins. Correct. And the, water, the water-soluble vitamins, vitamin, all the B-complexes, vitamin C, you can take tons of it. You're never going to hurt yourself. There's no such thing as overdose on water-soluble vitamins because, frankly speaking, whatever your body doesn't extract and use, 
you're just going to pee it out pretty much, uh, to speak frankly. And when it comes to the fat-soluble vitamins, well, that's not true. You can take too much fat-soluble vitamins and you can cause damage to your liver and, and other uh, systems in your body that will be affected by having way too much of that around. So you have to be careful about the level of fat-soluble vitamins that you eat and you consume. And the, uh, the fat-soluble vitamins are vitamins A, D as in dog, E as in elephant, and K. So A, D, E, and K, those are the, the, the fat-soluble vitamins you need to be careful about and not take tremendous amounts because more is definitely not more when it comes to fat-soluble vitamins. Well, I think you bring up a good point, and I think for the average person it's very difficult and conflicting because one minute you hear something's good and the next minute it's bad. Also, you have supplements that range in from products that have a minimal amount, it's more window dressing to others that have uh, an extensive amount of certain nutrients. In terms of our company, our products are formulated by uh, Dr. Ram, who has been um, formulating products for almost 20 years, originally opened up a wellness center about 20 years ago and started counseling patients on nutrition. I think his whole position is, you know, it's, it's really about moderation. So, and it's also about how nutrients work in combination. So, for example, if you're taking the B complex, you really don't want to take an isolated B vitamin. That complex works in concert with each other and has balancing effects. The same would be true for vitamin E, which is really not just one vitamin. It's actually a family of eight vitamins. So, our position is, is that you also want to take amounts that are based on what the broad range of studies really supports called evidence-based medicine. So there is uh, sort of method to the madness, if you will, in terms of how much vitamin A you should take or vitamin E. And that's something that we really look at is that in our formulations is that what is the balance of, of all the studies that are done. And there are studies that over time really lean one way or the other. You might hear off and on that, oh, gosh, vitamin E is going to kill you or this, that, and the other thing. But the reality is is you look at the studies and there really is pretty good evidence supporting what kind of amounts are optimal that balance both safety and efficacy. Well, and that's very important. Now, the question becomes, the what is right for the average person in the United States? Because, you know, people are listening from, even not necessarily in the United States, but in the world, of course, diets vary wildly, even within the United States, let alone across different different countries. Now, the United States in particular, you know, we've got people listening throughout the entire country, and your, your diets are going to be a little bit different, but, hey, we are the fast food capital of the world. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people are just eating tons of fast food, which is not the greatest amount of nutrients. There's very little fresh consumption of, uh, you know, the colored fruits and vegetables, as you put it. It's an excellent guide. You know, that's, those are the ones that are the richest in the, the beneficial nutrients. Now, let's talk about uh, what the recommendations might be for someone with the average diet, if there is such a thing. Just looking at the American diet, probably a good percentage of fast food, uh, you know, eating probably, you know, one cooked meal, home-cooked meal a day, something, you know, quick for breakfast, some kind of fast food for lunch, and then maybe they're having a good dinner. So looking at that, where are the deficiencies? And obviously you've, targeted your products to give the, the most benefit for the most people. So mm-hmm. tell us, what are the things that most people are lacking in the average American diet? Where do we fall short? 
Well, um, and this is particularly going to be true of younger people. I mean, I would say the things that you mentioned, because the, the foods that contain, that are rich in nutrients, or they're nutrient-dense, which would be the fruits and vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes, things like that. It's going to be vitamins, minerals, and the phytonutrients. By the way, the government has been doing for many years, about 30 years, uh, a national survey called NHANES, which really looks at um, population and seeing what their consumption is based on food surveys, what what their nutrient intake is. And there's been... You know, it changes over time. For example, you'll hear that recently the Institute of Medicine just increased the amount of vitamin D that they're recommending the average person get. So it does change over time based on what's going on. But if you look at what people are eating or what they're more importantly, what they're not eating, I would say the average person is really not getting enough of those key nutrients from the fruits and vegetables. And those are things like the, you know, the antioxidants like vitamin A and vitamin E, vitamin C. A lot of women, but men too, are not getting sufficient amounts of calcium and mm-hmm. not getting enough vitamin D. The darker your skin, actually, the more likely you might be deficient in vitamin D or if you live in more northern climates. So there's a broad range of nutrients that people aren't really getting. I would say the average person is getting far too much sodium. They're getting probably the, the recommended intake is about 1,500 milligrams a day. They're getting on average 3,500 milligrams or more. And, yeah, and there's a lot of people, you know, sodium is one of those hidden problems in our diets. Uh, yeah. You know, people, people with high blood pressure know because they get the counseling from their doctor, but <clears throat> the amount of salt that we consume is, is tremendous, not to mention uh, the amount of damage that it does. You know, a, a good portion of high blood pressure can be alleviated by reducing the amount of salt. If you eliminate salt, added salt from your diet, I mean, look, you can't eat things without any sodium. There's natural sodium in certain things that you're going to eat. But if you eliminate adding salt, you know, if you're one of those folks that reaches for the salt shaker as soon as the food arrives at the table, you're doing yourself a big disservice. You're probably creating a situation where you're likely to have high blood pressure as you get older. And well, the uh, average person, and even younger, this is true in younger people, you're seeing this, it's coming younger and younger with high blood pressure. And it is this major, the sodium issue. And it's, it's part of the reason is that sodium is pervasive and not just at ta- on the table, but like condiments. I mean, every food, cereal, and sugar, by the way, is probably a similar issue. The, the downfall of that, too, is that most people don't eat enough potassium-containing foods because those tend to be in fruits and vegetables, particularly dark green vegetables. So you have this major imbalance of sodium and potassium. And if you also multiply that out by the hidden sugars, which, in fact, 60 Minutes had a thing on last week, those two things are probably the biggest issues for most Americans as far as what they're, what they're getting in their diet and they shouldn't be getting. If you eat a plant-based diet, and, in fact, there's been very good studies on a diet called the DASH diet, which is, I think, dietary approaches to prevent hypertension, and it has been well documented that if you eat the DASH diet, which is primarily fruits and vegetables, lean protein, you can reduce your blood pressure pretty significantly, I think, by um, quite a few points. But the problem is that the average person is so so wedded to these foods and making those changes in, in diet is really a challenge for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. No, it's terrible. It's, it's, it's very difficult when you're used to having that amount of salt in your diet yeah. uh, to give it up. But then if you get into immersion programs, and, and I been for many years working uh, alongside the Pritikin Longevity Center. Uh, Pritikin mm-hmm. is, has been a proponent of eliminating salt for many, I mean, decades. 
since their inception. And so the people that go there, they get immersed on average for two weeks. And by the time they come out of the program, they no longer can't even stand the taste of very salty foods anymore because you've kind of gotten used to it. So, so now we've, we've talked about all the stuff that we're missing. So in short, we're looking at uh, vitamins A, C, D, E, calcium, reducing sodium, trying to increase potassium. We're going to take a short break right now. We're going to talk about the best choices in supplementing your diet so that you're not deficient in these things. We'll take a brief break now. Join us in just a few moments here on New Reflections. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Cosmetic surgery is a big deal. If you need a coronary bypass procedure, you probably want someone you trust and not the biggest bargain in town. You might get more than you bargained for. This is your face and body we're talking about. Do your homework. My doctor trained with world-renowned plastic surgeons. My doctor is a fully board-certified plastic surgeon. My doctor is an MD and on staff at several Florida hospitals. My doctor is an associate professor of surgery at a major university. My doctor is Adam Rubenstein. People pick a doctor based on trust, and you can trust Dr. Rubenstein. He has the experience, knowledge, and artistic touch you're looking for. Call 305-792-7575. Call today for a free consultation in a multilingual office. That's 305-792-7575. Dr. Adam Rubenstein, Turnberry Plastic Surgery at Biscayne Boulevard and the William Lehman Causeway, where medicine meets artistry. My doctor is Adam Rubenstein. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to New Reflections with Dr. Adam Rubenstein. If you have a question or comment for the host or this week's guests, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You can also send an email to info at dr-rubenstein.com. That's info at dr-rubenstein.com. Now, back to New Reflections. Welcome back to New Reflections. You're listening to our discussion about supplements, and I'm speaking with Yvette Lagarde from Vitamedica. We just got through a discussion where we're talking about all the different deficiencies that the average person has. So to review, we're looking at vitamins A, vitamin C and D, vitamin E, calcium. Uh, we want to reduce the sodium in your diet and maybe increase potassium, and there's a lot of uh, antioxidants uh, that your uh, antioxidant benefit you're going to get by increasing some of these vitamins. And then, of course, depending upon how much fruit and vegetable you're having, there's some other things we'll talk about. Now, all this has been incorporated into the design of Vitamedica's wellness supplements. And uh, Vitamedica splits their, their brand into two lines of supplementation. And one is uh, products for wellness, and the other are products for recovery. And, and we'll talk about both. Uh, wellness is obviously for anyone uh, looking to just improve and, and maximize their overall wellness and well-being. Uh, the recovery stuff we'll talk about briefly in a little bit about getting better after surgery or having certain uh, procedures done. So let's talk about wellness. Here we have this, this host of vitamins and minerals that people are deficient in. You've designed this line 
to accommodate the, the most common needs. So let's talk about your wellness line and how did you uh, design? Start just with sort of multivitamin and mineral supplementation. Well, let me just start up that um, when Dr. Rom developed this line 15-plus years ago at the Wellness Center, he actually originally, and this is a wellness clinic he has in Southern California, originally recommended that patients go out and get supplements, and he would tell them what they were looking for. They had a challenge finding it, and that's how he ended up starting the line just to make sure his patients had access to high-quality supplements. So, and this is true for our company. Our position is that the number one thing you can do to optimize your health and wellness and feel good and all those good things is to really have a healthy diet and lifestyle because that you know, supplements are designed to cover gaps in your diet, and your supplements cannot make up for a diet that is lacking in, in healthy foods. So that would be our first premise. And then one of the things that Dr. Rom did also, because a lot of people find it very difficult and challenging, and, and when you're making anything nowadays a decision on it, just it's so complicated just to pick a, you know, one supplement. So he actually developed something called the Nutritional Supplement Pyramid. And what that does, it's kind of like the Food Guide Pyramid, where it kind of gives you an idea of what sort of steps and what priority you should take supplements in. And this is actually available on our website at, if you want to download it at some point. You know, they can propagate it from you too, Dr. Rubenstein. But um, what it is is the idea is that once you have tried to adopt a healthy diet and lifestyle, one of the first things you want to do is take a multivitamin to cover gaps in the diet. Then you would take an omega-3 supplement like flax or fish oil, after that, you can take a phytonutrient, which is very important for, or really for as part of an age management program. Once you satisfied, satisfied those requirements, then you can take additional nutrients that may address specific health needs. So if you're a runner and your knees are, you know, you want to protect those knees, you may want to take glucosamine sulfate. So there is sort of method to the madness. And what we find with a lot of patients that have come in the wellness center in the past or when I've talked to patients or, you know, when we travel around and talk to offices, people hear about a supplement. They may hear, oh, gosh, CoQ10 is good, and I, I want to take that. Or, you know, I heard this is good, but I'm not sure what to do. So the idea is, you know, there is a methodology in what you're taking and how you're taking it. If you do it that way, then you're going to cover off on, you know, 90% of what your health needs are. You're, you're going to give your body what it needs to repair uh, and create new cells and optimize your health. So that's kind of what our, our strategy is. And then within each one of those sort of sections, the multi-omega-3s, what have you, and there's a lot of products, as you mentioned, in terms of supplements, there are ways to, you know, really look at products and determine which ones are best for you. And now, it's not something that we can probably get done in this show, but there certainly are plenty of things. One example might be, for example, with vitamin E, as we talked about a little bit earlier. When you're looking at a supplement, I can see if it has vitamin E in there. When you buy, let's say, like a one-a-day, the reason why a one-a-day supplement might be $9.99 or less is because they're only using one of the eight members of the vitamin E family. They're using the synthetic form, which is cheaper, Whereas what we, we do is we use the full eight members of the family and we also use the natural form, which is more readily absorbed. So I think a lot of people don't realize there's a difference in quality and there are many aspects of nutritional supplements that differentiate quality. And the, the hard part for a lot of people is knowing what those things are and, and do they make a difference. Well, and I, I think it's just it, you're making the first good step if you just live a healthier lifestyle and you have a better diet and just try and stay a little more active, as you mentioned. And then the average supplementation and looking at your product line, 
you do have things that are targeted for things like healthy bones, you know, with vitamin D and calcium levels, having an energy support with lots of vitamin B complex. And uh, a lot of omega-3s, your flaxseed oil, uh, joint protection with glucosamine. They're, they are targeted things. But when we look at uh, what your recommendations are, looking at your multivitamin and mineral supplementation, you know, the recommendation for that, that's a combination of your two products, the energy support and the bone support products. Yep. So you're getting very rich in vitamin B with a B, <clears throat> uh, significant B complex, uh, vitamin C, uh, in the bone support, I'm sure there's calcium, vitamin D, and so that's giving you a pretty broad multivitamin and mineral approach. Now you do have. Uh, tell us, do you have? If, if you mentioned the one a day, what is your equivalent one a day? Our well, our equivalent of our one a day is our multivitamin. You know, the one a day is a great concept, and I think it's a great marketing. Uh, pitch, which is you can get everything you need from one tablet. And that's in, when we've done consumer research, if we asked uh, patients, you know, what would be your ideal, what you're looking for in supplements, everyone loves that concept of a one-a-day. The problem is, is that you really can't get everything you need in a one-a-day, one tablet. And the other thing, too, and you mentioned this earlier, there are, there are two main kinds of vitamins. There's, there's the water-soluble and the fat-soluble. The water-soluble vitamins, <clears throat> which include vitamin C and the B complex, is great. Vitamin C, let's say, if you wanted to take, let's say, three or 400 milligrams of vitamin C or more, you really don't want to take that in one fell swoop. The ideal is to really take it in what's called divided doses. And that's because if you take all of it all at once, your body uses what it needs and you pee out the rest, as you had mentioned. So if you really want to optimize your nutrition, you know, you're taking these supplements, you want to get the best bang for your buck, what you really want to do, there are some nutrients you want to take at uh, more than once a day, that's the water-soluble, and then there are certain nutrients you want to take in the evening because they're, they're really in concert with what your, your body is doing. So, for example, when you're taking calcium and vitamin D, a lot of the supplements that are beneficial for bone health, your bones actually uh, turn over, sort of regenerate at night. So the ideal time to take these nutrients is at nighttime when your body is sort of, if you will, building, rebuilding the bricks, if you will. So, so to keep it simple, it, keeping it simple for everyone out there, it, it seems like uh, get up in the morning, you're going to take uh, a multi, in, in your system, uh, you have that, uh, the multivitamin and mineral system where, as I mentioned, you've got the two products that mm -hmm. go hand in hand, your energy support, which I assume you're taking in, in the morning, and right. then your bone support you're taking in the evening. Yeah, and, and the reason we do that is in the morning that we're primarily giving the B-complex, which a lot of people know is that the B-complex helps support energy. So we're doing, we're timing the delivery of our nutrients called chronotherapy such that we're really getting the, the energy-enhancing nutrients of the day, which is what you want to, want to have, and that the bone-supporting nutrients in the evening. And a lot of those minerals support rest and relaxation. So it's really trying to time the nutrients so that you feel good during those times of the day. It enhances the nutrient absorption, and you're really getting your money's worth because it's no sense taking vitamins if they're not being optimized in terms of their assimilation. So it's really the best way. So that's the way we formulate our multivitamin, and a lot of people that take our multi um, really feel good. And, in fact, one of our recovery products is formulated in a similar fashion, and one of the reasons why people 
transition over to our long-term wellness products is because while they were having their recovery process after aesthetic surgery, they feel so good. And they were like, wow, I felt really energetic. I slept better at night. Gosh, my hair, skin, and nails look really good. What's in these things? And so we we formulate our multi-nutrient products that way, and we've done it long enough to know that there really is a benefit, and if people can feel that benefit, then that certainly is going to reinforce taking the products. And, of course, as we said, the best way to start is just making, getting into a, a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. And uh, now that gives me a chance to introduce our next guest. The next person joining the show is Dr. D. Levi Harrison. Dr. Harrison is an orthopedic surgeon, and he's the author of a book entitled The Art of Fitness, A Journey to Self-Enhancement. And the whole point of the book is getting an, an individualized approach to health and wellness and living a healthy lifestyle, improving your living with a healthy lifestyle on a daily basis, and making it something that is uh, an individually chosen approach with a great attention to detail, Dr. Harrison, uh, welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Rubenstein. Thanks so much for having me on a show like this. is really fantastic. So thank well, you. Well, I, I appreciate you giving your, your morning to us and, and sharing some time. Now, we were talking in the beginning of the show about the common mistakes people make, and we talked about you know, the, the typical deficiencies in the average diet. And you know, today's show, of course, is based on supplements, but again, supplements are meant to supplement a your normal diet and, and a healthy way of living. And the whole point of your book uh, is to try and set yourself up for success with realistic and individualized, individually chosen uh, techniques for having a healthy living. And therein, of course, supplements play a role. But tell us, what are the most common mistakes people make in just setting themselves up not to be fit? Well, sure. Well, I can tell you right now, the the book I wrote, The Art of Fitness, A Journey to Self-Enhancement, is really about letting people understand the importance of weaving fitness, health, and well-being into the daily fabric of your lives. Now, how do you do that? You do it by, number one, doing something that's super important, that is drinking more water. Mm-hmm. We stay in a state of chronic dehydration globally, I'm sure of that. So it's so important just to start off by drinking more water every day. Secondly, exercising every day. Exercise is not, um, it's not an option anymore. We have to do it. So with exercise, drinking more water, and eating a cleaner, healthier diet. By healthier diet, I'm specifically referring to more fruits, nuts, vegetables, and grains, lean fish, lean meat, really taking time to, to take a supplement that your body will absorb and utilize. For myself, I recommend a multi-daily vitamin. I think, in general, a daily vitamin does just that. It supplements a diet. So if you're eating properly, it will help you, but if you're not eating properly, it will truly help you. Now, third, I want to say I often recommend omega-3 fish oil because of its overall anti-inflammatory properties globally for the body, especially for patients that I have that are undergoing operative care. For post-operative care, it's, it's essential, I believe. Well, and, and yeah, I, I agree. And there's many sources of omega three. You can sometimes get it in your diet, but it's limited. Uh, and so, taking the supplements with the omega threes. And there's one thing. Let's talk about this because people talk about you know, quote unquote, the good cholesterol and the bad cholesterol, the good fat and the bad fat. And there's sort of a there's a misconception, I think, with the omega three and the omega six fatty acids. 
you know, fatty acids are still fat, right? And so omega-3 omega is still a source of fat. So there's this concept that, again, we have to be careful. In this country, everyone thinks if a little is good, more is better. And, you know, omega-3s are a better choice of fat than omega-6s because of the way that fat gets processed. And in short, basically what omega-3s do is they gump the works of fat being processed. It all gets processed slower, and so your body is not getting, doesn't have as much detrimental effect from consuming fat as it would if you had less omega-3 and more omega-6. So, and the omega-3s serve that purpose as well as a couple other ancillary benefits, but taking huge amounts of it is still not a good idea. Of course not. So, omega-3 is definitely a, a, a very worthwhile supplement along with a multivitamin. I think we all agree on the multis being good. And now beyond the multivitamin and omega-3, any other personal recommendations, Dr. Harrison? Well, yes, I often recommend OSCAL vitamin D. I think this is great, of course, for overall bone health. This is a supplement, especially for post-operative patients, has, for example, a, a fracture of the hand, multiple fingers of the hand. It's important post-operatively to take a supplement like this will increase the, the density of bone post-optively, and help with overall bone health. So now I want to say one other thing, Dr. Rubens, and I think it's important to make the point that for myself as a physician, as an orthopedic surgeon, the one thing I recommend to all my patients, you know, if they're from Australia or from the U.K. or Canada, I mean, I have all these folks that come to see me, which I'm grateful for, but I, I remind them when they're coming for the magic pill, it's important to let them know it's imperative to use food as medicine. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get monounsaturated fats, for example, you know, to lower total cholesterol and lower the quote-unquote bad cholesterol, LDL, you know, while increasing HDL, which is quote-unquote the good cholesterol, I remind them more nuts like peanuts, walnuts, almonds, pistachios, you know, even avocado within reason and olive oil and canola oil, all of these things are high in monounsaturated fats, of course. So the key here is let people know that, yes, you can take a supplement. Supplements do have benefits. However, you really want to use food as modern-day medicine. Of course, sense? exactly. Yeah, we always, we've been saying throughout the show, you have to make good choices and live a healthy lifestyle, and that starts with adjusting your diet because, you know, let's, let's face it, the average American diet sucks. Well, so, look, average American, don't forget, at least two-thirds of all Americans are either overweight or obese. That's a tremendous oh, yeah. number. At least 50% of all, all kids are either overweight or obese. That's tremendous. Yeah, that's right. Childhood obesity is a big, big problem. We did a whole show on obesity, actually a series of shows on obesity not that long ago. Well, Where, you, the great thing about a show like yours, it really helps to increase the overall awareness and consciousness about our bodies. People really have to understand and know that you, you only get one body. And you take your body wherever you go. You only get one. So why not wake up with a body that's healthy, that feels good, that has great function? Because the bottom line here is the greater your body is with respect to health, the more you can be of service, the more you can really live a life of gratitude. It's not about getting big muscles and having a great-looking body. That's all a superficial of fitness. The real issue here is the more fit you are, the more you can be of service to your families and to your communities. That Absolutely. Sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's what this whole show is about, is trying to make sure people have the healthiest lifestyle they have, they can have and to maximize their diets and maximize their, their overall fitness level uh, with the supplementation being a, a part of it. And so when we come back, 
We're going to talk about uh, that prescription real briefly, the multivitamin, omega-3 and vitamin D being the base, and then go on from there. Some interesting things, some supplements claim to cure cancer. We'll talk about that right after a brief break here on New Reflections. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Cosmetic surgery is a big deal. Make sure you do your homework. Why? This is not my car I'm working on. I may settle for an okay job on that, but I won't settle for anything less when it comes to my body. Do your homework. My doctor trained with world-renowned plastic surgeons. My doctor is a fully board-certified plastic surgeon. My doctor is an MD and on staff at several Florida hospitals. My doctor is an associate professor of surgery at a major university. My doctor is Adam Rubenstein. People pick a doctor based on trust. You can trust Dr. Rubenstein. He has the experience, knowledge, and artistic touch you're looking for. Call 305-792-7575. That's 305-792-7575. Call today for a free consultation. Dr. Adam Rubenstein, Turnberry Plastic Surgery at Biscayne Boulevard in the William Lehman Causeway, where medicine meets artistry. My doctor is Adam Rubenstein. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to New Reflections with Dr. Adam Rubenstein. If you have a question or comment for the host or this week's guests, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You can also send an email to info at dr-rubenstein.com. That's info at dr-rubenstein.com. Now, back to New Reflections. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Adam Rubenstein, a board-certified plastic surgeon, and we're here speaking with Yvette Lagarde from Vitamedica and Dr. Levi Harris, an orthopedic surgeon and author of The Art of Fitness. And uh, we're just talking about living a healthy lifestyle. So we just before we went to the break, we made the, uh, the point that, of course, the, the first thing you need to do is try and make adjustments so that you are living a healthier lifestyle in simple things, making Good choices in your diet, trying to eliminate the amount of, uh, eliminate or reduce significantly the amount of sodium that's in your diet and increase the things that are good for you, especially the uh, omega-3 sources like the various nuts that Dr. Harrison was mentioning and uh, eating more fish perhaps. And so the, for the basic recommendations for a person, this is what we came down to. So everyone can use a multivitamin. And for someone who is living a pretty healthy lifestyle, it's going to supplement them uh, the, along with what they've been doing. And if you're not eating well, as most Americans don't, the multivitamin is going to bridge a lot of gaps that you're creating by with your diet. And then the omega-3, they have their own benefit. We recommend that you start with the multivitamin and omega-3. And then vitamin D, you know, i got to tell you, uh, working with Pritikin, I see this all the time, patients, uh, the American adult, the average American adult, male or female, the average is deficient in vitamin D. I think there are greater than 50% vitamin D deficiency because we don't consume a lot of vitamin D-rich foods as adults. 
And so vitamin D is definitely, to me, one of those most common deficiencies that people are really unaware of. So I think that's a great trifecta, multivitamin, omega-3, and vitamin D. Let's talk about some of the common ones people always ask about, though. And uh, matter of fact, just this morning, I took my dog, Buddy, to the veterinarian. And, uh, you know, when you think about dogs, he's a big dog. He's a St. Bernard. And we're talking about joint health and his weight and trying to keep him healthy. And so, you know, you know where I'm headed. Let's talk about glucosamine and chondroitin sulfate. A lot of people use it for their animals, particularly big, heavy dogs that keep their hip joints uh, healthy. Dr. Harrison, as an orthopedic surgeon, what's your perspective on glucosamine and chondroitin sulfate as an adjunct for joint health? Well, I get a lot of questions about glucosamine. I want to tell you, overall, there are a lot of anecdotal studies, and there are a lot of anecdotal stories, I should say, and some studies about glucosamine. There have not been, in my opinion, a great super double-blind study with enough power to show that it really works as effectively as some people say. Now, I want to say this. Personally, I'd say I have about uh, 20 to 30% of my patients who use this on a, on a regular basis, and they swear by it. They swear that their, their joints, their knees, their, their wrists, their elbows feel better. Their joints overall feel they have less stress, less pain, less inflammation while using it. Okay, I want to tell you from personal experience, I've tried it. As a real active athlete, I've tried it, and I, I didn't see any difference at all, really. But well, I and in fairness, though, i got to tell you, you know, Dr. Dr. Harrison, in fairness, you know, you are a young guy, yes. uh, you know, and you're a very fit guy. So, you know, perhaps there's a sliding scale, you know. Absolutely. Those of us, those of us who are a little older, have older joints, have been, <clears throat> been worn down a little bit more than your very healthy body has. Maybe maybe it selectively helps, uh, you know, the the aging effects. Maybe it selectively helps osteoarthritic changes in knees and wrists and, and shoulders. Uh, Yvette, I know you have a, a recommendation. You do include for your uh, bone and joint uh, products, you, you recommend glucosamine and chondroitin sulfate. Yeah, and we have for many years. There's been a fair number of studies that have been done on glucosamine sulfate. There is more than one kind of glucosamine that have been done in Germany in particular. And, and Germany has some pretty high standards, I think probably the highest in the world in terms of how they regulate supplements. So very uh, well-designed studies in terms of showing benefit of glucosamine sulfate in uh, halting the degradation of cartilage over time. A number of years ago, quite a few years ago, I think the American Academy of Orthopedics did recommend using glucosamine and chondroitin um, supplements like that as an adjunctive therapy if you have osteoarthritis, which is basically as you get older, your joints, uh, the cartilage wears down from overuse, injury, what have you. There was a big study that was done by the NIH called the GATE study that came out a couple of years ago, and they did look at glucosamine alone, chondroitin sulfate alone, the combination, they compared it to um, uh, Celebrix, I think it was. And what they found was in a small group, those that I think they had more of the moderate pain that it did relieve, the combination of glucosamine and chondroitin did relieve pain. And then they were going to do a follow-up study to look at whether or not the joint space, which is basically if it would get larger over time or if the supplements helped to prevent that. And I'm not sure if that follow-up study has come out yet. But if you look at the basic information out there, you know, part of the problem when studies, as always is the case, is that all the studies that were done in Europe used glucosamine sulfate, whereas the study that was done by the NIH used a different form. And quite honestly, the form you use does matter. So 
our position has been, you know, we do think it is beneficial, but again, as part of a healthy lifestyle, in addition to glucosamine, which we particularly recommend, I would say anti-inflammatories like fish oil, which has an anti-inflammatory benefit, can help a lot of people that have joint problems, whether it be osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, tendonitis, bursitis, all those kinds of things that have itis in them means they have an inflammatory component. So, Well, I mean, is there any downside? You know, I think anecdotally, even with some studies, there are some benefits that have been shown, but I think Harrison's right. You know, there hasn't, it's kind of hard, as you say, Yvette, to, to create the ideal study. Uh, but there, there certainly is evidence, and there's a lot of anecdotal evidence. I think, Dr. Harris, even in your own practice, you see it. And, you know, and again, the defense of, you know, I tried it and it didn't work. Well, that's anecdotal, too. So, you know, you can't really refute it anecdotally or prove it anecdotally. But it's certainly the, the overwhelming amount of evidence seems that it does something. So really kind of behooves us to... Uh, to find exactly the mechanism and how it's helping us to really try and maximize it, but it sure does seem like it does something. And again, anecdotally, I can tell you my previous dog, we, we had uh, a Mastiff, and she was huge. It's a 155-pound dog. And she got to the point in her life where it, just her laying down, we have tile floors, and her, she had such great difficulty weighing so much and had you know, pain in her, in her hips and her shoulder joints getting up from a laying down position so for a while, she was really kind of suffering. We had to help her get up as she got older. And then we said, you know, let's, let's try this stuff. And we started mixing it into her food. And, and I've got to tell you, she was like a new dog in, in a couple of weeks. It, there's something to it that, you know, consistently in those 20 to 30% of your patients, you're hearing it, Dr. Harrison and, and Yvette, I know you were, you, you've looked at the research and you see it in your customers there's something to glucosamine chondroitin sulfate. Now, is there any downside? Is there anything bad? And Dr. Harrison, in your estimation, anything that, that should say that you shouldn't take the stuff? Okay, well, before I ask one other thing, too, I want to tell you, too, just briefly with glucosamine. Also, there, there are multiple forms of that. There's glucosamine sulfate, there's glucosamine hydrochloride, and there's another one called N-acetylglucosamine. And often when, there's, when this is sold, it's also sold with chondroitin sulfate or, mm-hmm. or another one I think it's called methyl sulfo sulfonyl methane, if I'm not mistaken. And these are really marketed, again, for osteoarthritic issues to target people to support the structure and the function of their joints. Now, again, anecdotal, but as you said earlier, and I agree, many people say there is a benefit from them. Now, is there any downside to them? Well, the downside, of course, is, you know, unlike pain relievers like an inset, which can prevent actually prevent the destruction of cartilage, which is the hallmark of osteoarthritis, glucosamine, we think, will actually just decrease some of the inflammation in the joint, not specifically decrease the osteoarthritic changes. Okay, so what you're saying is it'll take the pain away, which will make people feel better, and potentially because the pain is masked and they're not aware of how much damage there is or being done, that that, that damage may be exacerbated, may be made worse because they feel better so they're more active and cause more stress in the joints. Absolutely. But don't forget there are other side effects from glucosamine. You know, some people complain like having upset stomach, uh, constipation, diarrhea, headache, and even rash from this. So it's not um, what I call a foolproof drug, if there's any. I don't think there are any that are foolproof. Well, right, of course, of course. Yeah, there's always a catch to something. So I guess the take-home message in looking at this is, you know, if you're... If you're suffering with joint pain, with your knees, your ankles, your hips, your shoulders, your hands and wrists, and you know you are taking uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, the NSAIDs that Dr. Harrison was talking about, 
you know, these are things like aspirin, Motrin, ibuprofen, Aleve, Advil. If you're taking those things and you are getting the anti-inflammatory effect and you're still not getting enough relief, well, you know, me personally, and I, this is not my expertise in medicine, uh, though I'm a doctor, it's not what I do. It just seems to me looking at it just as a person, it's probably worth giving it a whirl because I've seen firsthand in, in our animals. I have to confess I haven't tried it. Uh, I don't have that bad joint pain myself right now, but, you know, one day I, I may, and I certainly have had many patients trying it. So, be aware that it's not perfect. You may get some some tummy issues. You you may have some side effects from it. But you know, just like anything else, be aware when you start it. Give it a shot. It sounds like it may be a supplement that's worth trying. All these things are controversial, and there's always a, a plus side and a downside to everything. So bear it in mind. So it sounds like glucosamine uh, with or without chondroitin sulfate. It sounds like glucosamine sulfate may be the better choice of, of the three uh, forms of. It. Uh, I want to introduce, well, for, before we get into the next topic, I want to just say we're talking a lot about uh, supplements. We're talking about earlier in the show the RDI's recommended daily intake uh, and, and the, or the reference daily intake, however you want to term it. These are the recommendations. These are all set by the government, and the, the, for the United States government has some great websites that can give you lots of good information. Uh, the things we're talking about today are, are available online. You can get this information. But there's a website called choosemyplate.gov. Choosemyplate.gov speaks to uh, supplements, speaks to your dietary choices, and gives you lots of good cutting-edge information that have been generated by the NIH, National Institute for Health, that uh, it's a good place to get a lot of great information. So choosemyplate.gov is a good resource. And if you're looking for dietary guidelines, if you want to know specifically what is the recommendation for vitamin C or vitamin A and so on, of course, you can read it off of almost any label uh, in the food that you have in your home. But if you want to see where it comes from and get more specific information, you can go to health.gov and then choose dietary guidelines. And it'll go through exactly how all this stuff was derived, where it comes from, and, and what the latest information is. So choosemyplate.gov and health.gov, great resources from the United States government to help you learn more about supplements, about your dietary choices, and just generally good health. We're going to take one last break right now. When we come back, you know, we've been talking about some of the outrageous and crazy claims that some of these things can make. When we come back, we're going to talk about a supplement called Cihydrin, and Cihydrin claims to cure cancer. Well, that's a little bit wild. Let's talk about it after a brief break here on New Reflections. Real Life Solutions. Voice America Health and Wellness. Cosmetic surgery is a big deal. If you need a coronary bypass procedure, you probably want someone you trust and not the biggest bargain in town. You might get more than you bargained for. This is your face and body we're talking about. Do your homework. My doctor trained with world-renowned plastic surgeons. My doctor is a fully board-certified plastic surgeon. My doctor is an MD and on staff at several Florida hospitals. My doctor is an associate professor of surgery at a major university. My doctor is Adam Rubenstein. 
People pick a doctor based on trust, and you can trust Dr. Rubenstein. He has the experience, knowledge, and artistic touch you're looking for. Call 305-792-7575. Call today for a free consultation in a multilingual office. That's 305-792-7575. Dr. Adam Rubenstein, Turnberry Plastic Surgery at Biscayne Boulevard and the William Lehman Causeway, where medicine meets artistry. My doctor is Adam Rubenstein. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to New Reflections with Dr. Adam Rubenstein. If you have a question or comment for the host or this week's guests, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You can also send an email to info at dr-rubenstein.com. That's info at dr-rubenstein.com. Now, back to New Reflections. Welcome back to New Reflections. Uh, I'm Dr. Adam Rubenstein, and we're having a great discussion with Yvette Lagarde from Vitamedica and Dr. Levi Harrison, orthopedic surgeon and author. And we've been talking about uh, supplements and good dietary choices and what sounds good, what doesn't sound good. And we were just talking about glucosamine and chondroitin sulfate supplements. And glucosamine, uh, Dr. Harrison was mentioning in the break, Something important to think about, uh, if you're thinking about giving it a shot, you may be careful if you have certain dietary restrictions or allergies. Dr. Harrison, what should people be thinking about? Yeah, well, they should know that some forms of glucosamine are derived from shellfish. So if you have an allergy to shellfish or to seafood, you may have an adverse effect to this. So you should always talk to your healthcare provider about this first. Now, there are some non-shellfish-derived forms of glucosamine, so just be aware of what you're getting. Absolutely. Always make sure that, you know, just be aware. Anytime you're starting something new, pardon me, as we mentioned earlier, anytime you start a new supplement, a a dietary supplement, or or even a type of food that you've never tried before, just be aware. Keep it in your mind. If you have any unusual effects, you might want to see if it's associated. Uh, Think about maybe not doing that same thing again. So be aware if you have shellfish allergies with certain types of glucosamine, or or if you have dietary restrictions from shellfish, even even more so. Uh, Now, We've been talking about this particular supplement that makes claim for curing or treating cancer. This was a big deal. The stuff I'm talking about is called Cehydrin, S-E-H-Y-D-R-I-N. The, the generic name is hydrazine sulfate. Hydrazine sulfate, many years ago, was uh, used as uh, a uh, to aid in the treatment of people with anorexia, people that had a loss of appetite, whether it was from disease or otherwise, and uh, particularly weight loss, which uh, we see with cancer patients. And then in the 90s, the wife of a a well-known magazine publisher started using it and using it publicly to help in the treatment of her own metastatic breast cancer. And, uh, you know, it was made fairly... uh, fairly uh, popular, at least in the news, people heard about it back then. And this is just sort of an example of how you have to be very careful about the claims that you see. There's a lot of products out there that are not as ethical as the Vitamedica line of products. 
And there are lots of crazy claims of what things can do. I mean, all the way up to curing cancer, which to me is the most outrageous claim. Now, just to complete the story, with hydrazine sulfate, uh, sahydrin, that was found to be a complete farce, as far as I, I know. It was never been never been shown to have any um, uh, benefit, and in fact, uh, it was such a controversial thing that uh, this the, this publisher's wife. Uh, whose name was Kathy Keaton, and she unfortunately died in 1997. She and others got together and even accused the National Cancer Institute and other entities of trying to hide that this was a benefit. You know, the, this you know the conspiracy theory type of thing. And uh, you know, you can take these claims so far uh, if if you really believe it and latch on, but you have to look for scientific evidence. And you really need to be careful about this stuff. So when you're looking at uh, various products, you're going through your your local grocery uh, or you know your your fresh market or what have you. Make sure that if you're looking at choosing some new supplements, that you're making choices that make scientific sense. And that's why we're having this show. We're talking about the the best recommendations. For things because the, these supplements they can help you quite a bit. They can't really necessarily treat diseases or cure diseases. If they could, believe me, we'd all hear about it. And be careful. The only certain claims you look at the FDA, they very carefully regulate how you can uh, make claims about your products. You definitely cannot say that it helps treat diseases. And you know, Yvette, you guys live by this guideline every day. You can make broad claims of the benefit of it if you have evidence to support those claims. So saying things like it helps build healthy joints or it's good for heart health or cardiac health, those are things that can be substantiated. And you can say those about the appropriately chosen products. So you know, when you say you've got something for bone support, you really do. Right. And I would say that, um, you know, my father used to say this, if anything sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And in the area of supplementation, whenever I see where I see more of these, um, these outrageous claims tend to be either in weight loss, in particular as an area, it's been a real big area, and in cancer. And I would say cancer is probably the most um, egregious of them. And I have never seen any evidence to support that when you take a supplement, it would help in cancer. And, in fact, the American Cancer Society puts out a very – they have a journal – and they have looked at this issue of nutrition both prior to, to a cancer diagnosis, during treatment, and after. There's pretty good evidence of certain foods like um, foods like uh, Brussels sprouts, those kinds of foods in that family that can be beneficial in terms of getting a cancer diagnosis. During treatment, there's some controversy of what supplements you should take, but most importantly, post-cancer, there's limited to no evidence that any supplement you take can help with the re- recurrence of cancer. So that would be a huge red flag for me. Anything that mentions cancer, I just don't see evidence, and it would make me very leery. Yeah, and I, I think agree. anything that mentions certain disease states, you know, uh, I think, you know, what, what we get to very briefly now, we don't have a lot of time left. <clears throat> uh, Dr. Harrison, you mentioned things that you recommend to your healing patients. And, of course, Vitamedica has a whole line of healing supplements Tell us, what's your quick prescription for someone who's come out of surgery? Well, my, my quick prescription for them would be the following. Omega-3 fish oil, number one. Number two, a multivitamin. And number three, Oscal vitamin D. I think those three as a basis for your
your diet along with really great food and eating properly and again with exercise we have to i i tell people the elixirs of life are the following great food proper diet of course exercise every day more water and of course taking time to rest meditate i think those are five basic ways that you can really help to infuse fitness and well-being into the fabric of your life and so the take home message is let's make good choices adjust your lifestyle to maximize the benefit to you and and being healthy and for those gaps that we can't fill, we have these supplements to help us along. Before we go, if either one of us, can you give me one, uh, what is that secret special supplement that nobody's really talking about right now, but is coming up, it's going to be the next greatest thing that really has some benefit? I think when we talked about before in the break, my, you know, a couple of years ago we heard a lot about the benefits of omega-3s and a lot of people are taking them. I would say now uh, probiotics you're hearing a lot more about, and part of the reason is that probiotics, they're one of their major benefits is to help uh, with digestive health. And if you look at the number one over-the-counter prescription medication is usually for GI distress, you know, gastric um, acid, whatever it may be. And so probiotics are really very good. They also help. Their number one benefit is they help keep you regular. And most people, number one problem is constipation, and that's due to lack of fiber exercise and water. So I would say probiotics is probably a, a big area to look at. Uh, that's big, and then, of course, you know, indigestion is a big one. Dr. Harrison, what's your well, secret so special? I recommend this: more blueberries. You know, blueberries are fruits that are really rich in antioxidants. They're flavonoids. They will really help overall high antioxidant content in your body. They're dietary rich in fiber and other nutrients. So I say more blueberries. All right, you know, that's a, a, a well-known superfood. So yeah, let's. Yeah. Uh, Let's consume more blueberries. Look for those probiotic uh, benefits that are coming down the line. We'll come to the end of the line here uh, on New Reflections. I want to thank my guest, Yvette Lagarde uh, from Vitamedica, the Director of Marketing and Education. Yvette, if someone wants to learn more about the Vitamedica line of products, where do they go? They can go to our website, which is vitamedica.com, V-I-T-A-M-E-D-I-C-A.com. And just as I mentioned, we have a lot of information about recovery, and we have recovery guidelines, so you can download on a PDF a list of supplements to discontinue in that perioperative period, which there are some, like fish oil you shouldn't take, especially prior to surgery. Great for everyday use. Don't want to take them prior to surgery. And at the same time, um, provides good information on what nutrients you can take that help uh, with your recovery process. So lots of good information on our website in our health and wellness section. Okay, vitamedica.com. And Dr. Harrison, quickly, the author of The Art of Fitness, A Journey to Self-Enhancement. If someone wants to learn more about the book or learn more about you and see you in California for treatment, how do they find you? Well, great. Well, they can go to my website, theartoffitnessbook.com, which everything is there. And if they want, they can also go to my other website, which is drleviharrison.com, actually. Okay, great. Well, th- thank you both so much. I'm the host, Dr. Adam Rubenstein. Hey, listen, I, ha- I appreciate you coming on the show. Now, next week, we are going to have another new live show called The Eyes Habit. That's a show about LASIK surgery and aesthetic eye improvements. Again, I want to thank Yvette Lagarde. I want to thank Dr. Levi Harrison for joining us about this show called A Little Pick-Me-Up Supplements. And we'll be back next week with that new show, oh, The Eyes Habit. Join me next week, Saturday, on New Reflections. We hope you stayed informed and entertained today on New Reflections. 
Please join your host, Dr. Adam Rubenstein, again next Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You can also email the doctor at info at dr-rubenstein.com or visit his website at www.dr-rubenstein.com. And don't forget to join us next Saturday for new reflections on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a beautiful weekend.